Oh, yeah, yeah. God, this omelet is fantastic. <clears throat> hmm. I don't really listen to the casts that I'm on. I guess I guess I should. I, I've started going back now and listening to old Everyday Eternals because the legacy content out there is just goat balls, and it's just millennials saying. I know. I've seen Whaley. That's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's where you want to be. Yeah, well, it's a thing now, but it wasn't a thing always. Yeah, it's a thing now. It's where you want to be. Yeah. So where do you want to be? Oh, uh, I, I think four ponder is better than three ponder. Yeah, four ponder has been a thing for a while. That's like what all these casts are. There's really skill intensive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that deck's really skill intensive, you know. It's just a bad matchup, but it really depends on your metagame. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's always these, like, tip-offs that the people on the cast are actually just grinder barnacle turds because they know what's happening in standard, and then I just want to shut the podcast off. You know, I don't want you to – I don't want my eternal podcast hosts to even know, you know, what the best deck in standard is. That just disqualifies you immediately. Yeah, I agree. Welcome to Tusk Talk, episode number 18. We are having an emergency episode of the new ban and restrictions. We have some in Legacy, and we also have some in Vintage. Today we have on Ned Leeds from Team Tusk. How are you doing, Sean? Got a fantastic omelet in front of me, so um, that's really all a man can ask for. True, true. And we also have on Mega Deuce, also known as Josh Han from Team Tusk. How are you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. Um, now I can play my shit piles and not get terminists. So, true, true. Well, that's right. not technically true. I mean, I can. Uh, still, yeah. I can. Still, I mean, I have plans. I'm going to play miracles this week, and so you <laughs> might you might actually get terminus. All right, I'm not playing Maverick then. Yeah. yeah. So the big news. Everyone's heard. We have top no longer a playable card in Legacy. New ban that is effective immediately. We also have restrictions in Vintage. We have. Cataxium Probe now restricted, and we also have Gush restricted in Vintage. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. <laughs> well, interesting that Watsi's finally stepped in. Do you guys have any thoughts, particularly about why they would step in right now, or why they've decided? I think uh, we've got an actual GP coming up, uh, and I think they have enough evidence to know that Miracles is widely considered to be the best deck in the format that the format might in fact be solved, that if, if all the best players are playing this deck uh, and we have a high-profile GP, which will be the last eternal GP of the year. And so I think the timing probably worked out. And this gives people almost two months, I guess, a little under two months to prepare for those few of us who still want to play you know, some high-level legacy. I think it made sense. I don't believe it was the correct ban, but I believe the time, the timing was probably uh, informed by that quite a bit. And it's also going to be a huge GP. They cited the time constraint issue in the BNR. And again, I'm not particularly sure that I buy that that much, but you're about to you know, fire off a large GP since he's divining top. Uh, could lead to tournament delays. The exact quote from Watsi is... Um, Sensei's Divining Top comes with its own host of issues that center around the timely conclusion of matches in a tournament setting. 
the necessity of repeated top activations to play the card slows down match play and leads to tournament delays. Coupled with the power of the Miracles deck, this is a reason enough for us to take action on top. Therefore, top is banned in Legacy. So power level of the, the deck as a whole, they feel is too high. And then there's concern about timely conclusion of matches, and maybe that was, uh, you know, spurred on by the fact that we're actually going to have another Legacy GB. What do you guys think? I'm actually kind of curious when they decided to do this ban because I forget when the last BNR came out. I know in the past month or month and a half or so, it's been, I think the last three big events have been won by the Predict Miracles decks and two of the finals were Mirrors, I believe. So I'm kind of curious if this is something that they kind of maybe just did on the fly like last week or if this is something they kind of premeditated in the past couple weeks. You know, it's also with like some of the, I guess winning players of those decks also coming out and saying that <clears throat> the card is a problem. So I'm not really sure like if this was something that they really, really thought about, or if it was just kind of a spur of the moment decision that they said, well, dominated the last three big events. So let's just ax it. Also with the time constraints and stuff, I, I guess it makes sense what you're talking about, how they don't really want this massive GP to be marred by midnight finishes and such where they're going to have probably over a 1,000 people playing Legacy. Yeah, it's important to note that those GPs in Vegas aren't two days, right? Or are they? Uh, I believe they are. I'm not 100%. They should be, right? They should be like one day, and then it'll run over to the next day where the other one will start, I believe. Okay, okay. So if you you day two, one, you can't play the next one. All right, so... Anyway, yeah, so that's a that's a concern. I didn't I didn't I don't know how much credence they give to these. I mean, these tournaments weren't that big. Oh, I guess we had uh, Star City Worche- War Worcester, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I care so little about Legacy lately because it was so stale as a fart that I didn't actually look to see the, the top eight. Was it dominated yeah. by Miracles? Um, it wasn't dominated by Miracles top eight wise, but it was like top sixteen thirty two. It had a fairly high turnout plus. I think the finals being coupled with, you know, two of the major events, quote-unquote, were mirrors of the same deck, and the other third event was won by that deck. So it's a perceived dominance, even though maybe top eight penetration wasn't there. Right. I think top's been kind of living on borrowed time. Probably been on the back burner, you know, a kind of a, a back-end thought for them for a while. Uh, I think that they came to the conclusion relatively recently, but – having a little bit of a background in marketing, et cetera. My big red flag was when they put that sign up on Twitter. It said, ban Sensei's Divining Top. It was very loud to me, kind of like a warning warning shot. I think that really kind of should have been taken note of. They're really strong about Twitter in general. They basically made the decision, pulled the trigger on it, tried to give out some warning. But I think that one of the big tickoffs for it, I think you had a lot of well-known players speaking out to it. You had multiple articles, some of them from Miracles players. Even when they're defending top, still kind of, I think, raises eyebrows for Watsi, uh, just that it's on the table. Ely Cassis, uh, when the SCG was just mentioned, and you know, in his winner's interview, he said that this card should be banned. There's a lot of kind of banging on the drums as of recently. I mean, so much so I went on to the 12 post thread and I was like, hey, Top might actually be getting banned coming up here in the next week. Like, we should, you know, start brewing or whatever. And there's a lot of signs, I feel like. And I think that's good that they give out signs. I don't think that they were completely readable 
Uh, I think a watch list would be sweet as far as look out. This one is being considered right now, et cetera. With with a card like Top, it, it hits pretty heavy. I don't I don't think it's fully resonated with the Legacy crowd as of yet. That would be my two cents on on why they chose it. I I personally also do not think it was the correct ban, but I know that I'm on a different side of the tracks from a lot of people. But I'm not a Miracles pilot. That's an interesting idea. Like given how much everything costs, some of the staples. If you right. sort of create a watch list, you know, let's just say in hy- hypothetical. I, this is I'm not predicting this, but let's just say elves, for example, just becomes this dominant deck that uh, is basically pushes every other creature deck out. I don't think necessarily it's going to happen, but and they decide well, we're going to ban like gay as cradle, let's say, you know, yeah. If you have a watch list, and you know, let's say elves, I don't know all these arguments. Like I'm gonna I'm about to say something like elves puts not you know ten decks in the top thirty two of GP Vegas. And I'm going to say that, and it's just silly because Brainstorm put 22 in the top 32 of this Worcester, and Brainstorm is 16 for 16, you know, GPs yeah. before. So the whole <laughs> thing is dumb, and we're all living in this dumb, like, bubble wrap fucking stupid argument while we while we avoid the 800-pound gorilla in the room. But that being aside, if they decided that, let's say, Gaius Cradle was the problem card, you know, you're talking about $800 worth of lands that are going to be excavated from a deck and probably killing that deck or at least you know, powering it down. So if you had a watch list, uh, any new players thinking about spending 800 bucks on cradles might not do it. Now, I guess that introduces like an, an artificial wall. Uh, if you put up a watch list, it's going to, if in the card happens to be expensive, you're going to de-incentivize people from quote unquote buying into the deck, which right. might art- artificially deflate the numbers so i don't know you get yourself in a sticky situation i like the idea but the economics of magic Mm -hmm. make it kind of strange yeah and like you were saying with elves like the uh how expensive it is it's not like with top you know with top getting banned you lose i don't know how much tops are 15 bucks you lose 60 dollars worth of cards and maybe your counterbalances are unplayable whatever but yeah if cradle got banned you're losing out a much more significant portion what do you what do you think sean of like People saying stuff like brainstorm, or in I know there have been talk of death right already. People are talking about that being banned or whatever. But others were saying that it's okay because it establishes other styles of decks, not just one certain style. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm on record for years on this. I, I don't actually look at decks per se. I look at like play patterns and I look at deck building space. So like. If it's if it's a bunch of decks that are essentially the same play pattern and their their implementation of their win is pretty much the same, that to me indicates that the card is broken. I mean that usually leads to complete ubiquity, right? More people, more decks play for Brainstorm and Legacy than play Ancestral Recall and Vintage. That's where we're at by by <laughs> like a, a wide fucking margin. So the play pattern of of Ponder Brainstorm is pretty much the same. Uh, just in terms of you're either using it to unmulligan, you're using it to shape your draws, you're also using it to lighten your mana base, which is why over a 9 or a 10 round event, the decks that play 8 cantrips generally win out because it's very difficult for a deck playing, let's say, 22 lands to compete with a deck playing 18 lands. Uh, or even a deck that's playing 20 lands and 8 cantrips that can just sandbag lands and put them back in the middle mm-hmm. of the game. So... The, that play pattern is seen across those decks. Now, what you're trying to do, how you're trying to craft your hand, 
that differs. So in show and tell, I'm just trying to find two cards and resolve them maybe with some counter backup. In storm, uh, I'm aggregate combo, so I want a density of spells that I can use to go off. In something like a tempo deck, a delver deck, I'm looking to basically establish a very small light mana base, one or two lands, and then the same play pattern emerges. I'm just going to I want to avoid mana for the rest of the game, which I can do using Brainstorm and Fetch Lands, Ponder, Days, Bring the Lands Back. All the play patterns have been the same for, I would say, since Innistrad, and I'm being generous. So, like, those cantrips are enabling those same, that's that very same play pattern. And honestly, it's just ubiquitous, and it constrains deck building space. So that, that yeah. for me, is the argument about Brainstorm, is that you push you push deck builders into two sides of the room, one of them are like all in turn one, so either chalice decks, I would consider those sort of all in opening hand decks, blood moon decks, right? Even the ones that don't have chalice are just trying to establish a lock piece turn one. And then maybe I would call the black red reanimator deck almost in many ways like a chalice deck. You're just looking for your opening hand to be so explosive that you just win. And then mm-hmm. on the other side of the room, you have brainstorm decks. They're all brainstorm decks. They're either two card combo decks, aggregate combo decks, tempo decks, but there is no incentive for me to ever not go into one of those two sides of the room. And then the two outlying exceptions really are uh, Elves, which has Tinker and Draw Spells and Tolarian Academy. So, And then you have, I would say, something like Lands. And maybe you could even throw Death and Taxes in there as decks that are just mana predators. And they win when they can deny their opponent mana. And they lose when they draw too much garbage, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So my main yeah. criteria for, for banning Brainstorm is that it's a 56-card format right now when it comes to laying cards out and building a deck, and that's a massive problem. And that's the reason the play patterns have become so homo- homogeneous over the last you know five or ten years. So that, yeah. that's my take. Yeah, I think one thing going forward in the meta is that Miracles, I mean, maybe I'm getting off a little bit, but Miracles was able to, with the Ponders and the Brainstorms and the Tops, it was able to play like a 20-land mana base, so traditionally for control decks over the years, that's been super light. So they could play these really cheap answers. They could always find lands when they needed to on time and they could get away with it. And then late game, they're not drawing lands. Unlike, you know, traditional control where you're playing 23, 24 lands and your spells cost four or five mana and you're playing decree of justice or, you know, whatever other X spell. I feel like that was probably one thing that helped its dominance is that it basically had, a mana base that was slightly more, they had slightly more lands than like a Delver deck, but we're playing much more powerful cards. Yeah. And they're hitting their land. They're hitting land drops four through six in a 20 land deck, which is insane. Right. Like, yeah, cause they have basics. So they're not even getting wastelanded either. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I, you know, I like top in a lot of other decks. So I think tops an interesting card. Top tricks are fun. It's a non blue answer to help with consistency. But the card is complicated, and bad players take a long time with it. <clears throat> so I can see the time issue. I think I might have, and and I also have played. It's not even that long ago, but I've played long enough to know that countertop can be around in a format, especially now that we have abrupt decay and a lot of other ways to deal with it. Cavern of Souls, countertop was around, and Supreme Blue and the Natural Order countertop decks. They were good, but um, they never really had the format by the neck. So that kind of leaves you with Terminus, right? I think, I think we all agree that the three possible targets would be top. If, if Brainstorm is a sacred cow and we're all 
Right. Uh, <laughs> of course. We're just going to ignore the elephant in the room that's 85 and a half or 82 and a half percent of a top 32 of a GP. Ignoring all that, I think the three choices were terminus, counterbalance, and top, if you agreed that something had to happen to Miracles. And the splash damage is top. I mean, terminus is probably the narrow, the narrowest answer. It's the worst card. Like in a vacuum, it's the worst card. It's only really broken because of Brainstorm and Top. So I, I don't know. I might have gone yeah. with – here's one thought. I, I thought uh, if, you, if you took Counterbalance away, Counterbalance uh, makes for miserable gameplay. Uh, people don't like the experience of being locked out and then not losing immediately. So there's that argument. I know it's a, a touchy-feely one, but it, 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 they've used it as a criteria before. See, Lodestone Golem. And mm. you open up ways to interact with Terminus if you're not locked out from Counterbalance. For example – the Terminus trigger being on the stack, you can actually stifle it if you're not countertopped, right? You can silence them. Yeah. You can, I don't know, I mean, you can actually counter it. You can, there, there's ways to interact that I think the combination of the two locked you locked you out of. I mean, they're not, they're, there's not spectacular, spectacular answers, but silence, click, just counter spells, yeah. like evasive surgery or something, you know, while it's on the stack. So so maybe if counterbalance goes, you know, you just have this this control deck that runs super wrath. Maybe that would still be a good enough deck, but um I don't know. I think it I think yeah. you could attack it with some different angles. The the one thing that I do agree with on the banning of top is that at least they're staying kind of consistent because like their their reason for banning survival over Vengevine was they want to ban the enabler. And top is, I guess, the enabler, you know, not brainstorm notwithstanding. But at least they're kind of consistent in that where they don't want to keep a card around that is the enabler for the combo and possible future brokenness. I don't know. That's that's the only kind of thing that I see of uh, the good part of top being banned is that it's consistency, at least. Yeah. In the email thread, I said Terminus is the Vengevine to top survival. You know, it's yes. like, ah, I died to Terminus. Well, you really just died to Top and Brainstorm. You know, I died to Vengevine. Well, you probably just died to Survival or whatever back when there weren't 6,000 ways to destroy it. Um, yeah, you didn't die to a 4-mana 4-3 four, four, with haste. You didn't die to that. I, I believe I did die a few weeks ago when you were casting them off of, like, <laughs> whatever that fucking jumping monkey lion was or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, white Mane Lion. Oh, White Mane. Yeah, that guy's sweet. Yeah. Well, now you can resolve White Mane Lion without Cavern on Cat. That's true. That deck's coming back. What say you, Evan? I, I would have preferred... I mean, I agree with that they, they focus on the enablers. Um, I always felt like they were going to ban top. I didn't agree with it then either, but I, I felt it incoming that they were going to go after the enabler um, if they were going to ban something for Miracles and in turn would pretty much destroy the deck. I lean personally towards, I mean, I think Counterbalance or Terminus would have been a better pick. I lean towards Terminus a little bit, although I'm kind of even between those two. Mainly, I just kind of felt that the deck was extremely powerful, but I do think that a lot of the player base didn't attack Miracles as much as they probably could have. Uh, A lot of sideboards at sea or deck construction kind of lacked understanding that, you know, this is a deck to attack. But I did feel like some the deck needed to get nerfed a bit. I think starting with something like Terminus or Counterbalance, I think that it would have hurt the deck enough that it would have moved down a step or two, which is more in the realm that I felt it needed to go. I think that there's a lot of decks that were still winning large events 
I think that miracles crushed pretty much everyone though, statistically. You still have control of the issue um, rather than kind of just slamming your fist on the table and, and shutting down the shot. Start with terminus or counterbalance. If it just miracles remain bulletproof, then I think the discussion of top steps in because you have control over the situation. Uh, you, can, you can kind of go step by step and it doesn't really affect a lot of decks, whereas where they slam their hand on the table, they shut down, you know, what, like five decks, you know, Miracles, uh, 12 Post, Painter, Doomsday, Bomberman. Three of those decks see a good amount of play. Uh, one of them sees, you know, obviously. Are, are those decks even a thing? Are those even real decks? <laughs> you don't even see those anywhere. You don't see those anywhere. Some guy brings his pet deck and is like, this, I, I was like, is Bomberman a thing now? And he's like, yeah. I'm rogue. And I was like, is that even a real deck? Yeah. I didn't even I'm know a, that was a thing. He told I'm me. I'm a Bruin. Locals. I'm a Bruin. <laughs> I mean, like, so many, they just kind of pulled a lot of decks out from the format, whether or not they're played a lot or not. It's, it's part of one of the things that a lot of people are intrigued about Legacy is having a lot of different choices. It speaks to deck building space. I mean, Top allowed. Top was a right, board. Yeah, it is a versatile card. Colorless didn't require mana requirements that promoted deck building. I guess the issue is, is the only, you know, it was getting shoved in this deck that was supposedly dominating. So, honestly, I mean, if you just ban Brainstorm, Miracles loses quite a few percentage points and is and is unlikely, is less likely, sorry, over these long events to remain so consistent because the Miracle mechanic itself is so brutal to have in your opening hand, right? Like... That's what keeps it terrible in, in modern, right? Is the fact that you cannot get it out of your fucking hand. So, right. you know, right now when some Miracle Ape evaluates an opener of like Entreat, Terminus, Brainstorm, Fetch, Other Land, Ponder, Other Land, it's a fucking snap keep, right? And like, then he loses when he gets chaliced, but Brainstorm is the glue that allows you to play a six mana sorcery and play four of them and, you're in, and, and, and be able to... Be able to to weather the hand, the opening hands when you're stuck with them in your hand, right. and it also would fucking nerf show and tell. I mean, I don't understand why anybody enjoys playing against that fucking piece of ape shit. And like, brainstorm is absolutely the glue that holds that pile of shit together because it's 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 you know simple Magilla Gorilla two card combo, and brainstorm is absolutely ridiculous at getting extraneous pieces back into your library and shuffling them away. So I think you kill Brainstorm and you force people to actually build decks for at least, what, two, three months maybe? I mean, they'll all just start copying them again after the GP, but Brainstorm would have done away with the Miracle Mechanic, period. I mean, it would be so inconsistent. You'd be able to attack it with Thoughtseize. I'll quit Legacy if you ban Brainstorm, though. Go play Modern. <laughs> I can't, I'm not skilled, skilled enough. <laughs> I, I, all right. How about we? How about we switch gears a little bit? I, I think, in addition to you know, f what they banned was probably up for debate. You know, I, I, I like I said, I'm not 100 percent on anything other than brainstorm. But I think the thing that kind of disappointed me more than even that, because I don't even expect a brainstorm ban at this point, is that they didn't unban anything. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's awful. And and there are you know, uh, we ran that Legacy Unleashed tournament a few weeks ago. I mean, there are four or five cards that literally have no text that are currently on the ban list. They they might as well be Norwood Ranger. I mean, you have Mind Twist, uh, Earthcraft, Goblin Recruiter. Those can all come off with 
absolutely zero impact on the metagame or deck building or really anything. Frantic Search, eh, card's pretty good. I think in hindsight, if they unban Frantic Search and ban Countertop, essentially, then maybe High Tide is is a good deck and everyone will just want to claw their eyes out. But that would be the other one that I would I would throw on there. And like, I'm, I can't believe that one of those... One of those three, Earthcraft, Recruiter, or um, Mind Twist, all just literally textless cards, and none of those came off. It'd be fair to give them Recruiter, too, at this time, just because you're kind of knocking Miracles out, which is one of their better matches. Yeah, when we were making decks for Legacy Unleashed, I was... I, I honestly couldn't bring myself to put more than, like, one or two in the deck. You already have Demonic Tutor, and you already have, you know, all of these goblins that are, like, must-plays. And it seemed like the recruiter, you, you you know, take a big step back to like nine or ten years ago when it, it enabled Food Chain to be sort of a quasi-infinite combo. But like those days are done, right? Because they printed an infinite Food Chain combo that's in the same color as Brainstorm. So it's pointless to try to shove four Food Chains in a Goblin deck that has no way to shuffle the extra ones back. So I think the recruiter Food Chain thing, that's... There's no point in doing that when you can do it all in blue and play with Deathrite Shaman. So the next best thing to do with Goblin Recruiter is stack a bunch of good goblins on the top of your library, and that's just so innocuous. I can't... The best thing I could come up with was obviously, like, Ringleader, or if you have the Ringleader in hand, you don't need it to start your stack, but... I mean, you can chain, like, infinite stone rains um, and by putting, like, <laughs> putting a bunch of settlers on top of the library and, like, chaining through settlers and, and kind of wrecking people that way, but, like, none of that to me seems even remotely uh, good pow- good or powerful, given the fact that 90% of the format plays a 1-2 and Goblin Lackey like, hasn't connected since you were like 9 years old. I mean, <laughs> I just, to me, it just didn't seem all that powerful at all. Uh, it, so much has to go right. You have to have some Goblins at play, preferably a War Chief to start your stack. Uh, and the only other thing you can really do with it is, I mean, you can belch people, I guess, but we already have a belcher deck, so who cares? Like, setting up a bunch of goblins on top of your library and then belching them is stupid. Why, why are you playing that in a, a goblin deck? I couldn't figure out anything useful to do with it, other than it's it probably belongs in goblins because you're already playing four demonic tutors, but, you know, no one's going to throw their cards across the table and, like, quit because, you know, you put four stone rains on top of your library and cast them over the course of two more turns. Yeah, you can recruit all you want, but knee plague on goblin still fucks you. The the other ones we're talking about, like twist, is I could see maybe with top being banned now that twist gets a little better because you don't just have a three card hand with top. But I don't know, it still doesn't seem that great to me personally. And I know you guys also don't think it's that great. And Earthcraft is maybe the argument is now it's in, in an elves deck, and that's. Better without miracles in the format as well, but I don't think I don't think so. Wants it. No, I don't know why you'd want it. Doesn't do anything. So, yeah, it doesn't like. You already have. You need such a density of creatures in that deck to make uh, glimpsing consistent, right? And you're just watering it down with more non-creatures. I mean, maybe you're getting rid of some of your natural orders, and you know, Earthcraft is. I don't know speeding you up a turn to do what? You're just trying to just hoof them anyway. Like, what's the difference? It also needs your basic forest. You know, those hands when you, like, don't have your basic forest? Yeah. The card, the card is textless. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. I think the only deck that it could 
significantly increase the horizon on is something like Enchantress because it's really the only deck that plays growth effects. And that deck is, and you and I can attest to this, that deck is very bad. And yep. uh, if it got a little bit of a boost, uh, it would be probably fine. And the deck doesn't even really play that many creatures, you know? So it's debatable that you even want more than, like, two Earthcrafts because they have no text unless you have an Enchantress in play. And, yeah, the deck actually got worse because Miracles is bad now, so. And Leovold is in play. Like, Leovold is a motherfucker yeah. to deal with. <clears throat> yeah. And then, and then, like, the final piece of the puzzle is, is people will actually bring up Squirrel Nest. And I can't fucking believe it. I'm like... That's nuts. You're fun. Like, nice pun. Yeah, it is nuts. And it's like (laughs) green, green one that you you have to... What are you talking about? Show and tell is two in the blue. Yeah, you need a goddamn basic forest. Like, and they're all tapped. And they don't fly. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you serious? Squirrel nest. Really? You're afraid that literally just the top eight Six of eight. <laughs> Six of eight at GP Vegas is fucking squirrels. Like, ah, squirrels everywhere. The, the unglued... What are we going to do? The furries are loose. Like, the <laughs> token from unglued goes to, like, $4,000 because everybody wants to go off with infinite squirrels and just take 7000 out of their backpack and just... Throw it <laughs> just dump their backpack upside yeah. down. <laughs> like, people are going to show up to fucking the lone legacy GP wearing squirrel suits. And I was thinking that. That's great. <laughs> and I mean, it's I'll do that help. anyway. I'll, I'll play Earthquake. I'll I'll Earthquake. <laughs> what a fucking joke that that card is, man. It's just it's so atrocious. Even more wretched is Earthcraft has the ability. So it's like, it's not like it gives it to the land. So like, you can revoke, revoke it. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> fucking so terrible. Yeah, and you know it's it's like another one of these holdovers from before the split. And mine twist is the ultimate holdover. Mine twist is a holdover from literally, you know, like Ice Age. Not even fucking joking, you know. Original standard, basically. Yeah, I mean, you could play one mind twist in the original original type two, and then it got banned. Eventually, mind twist actually was banned in type one and type two. But that's literally where it, that stems from, right? I mean, people always make the argument that like. It adds nothing because it's not interesting or fun. People don't have fun getting that twisted, but I'm like, I don't, you know, how many people actually have fun getting show and tell? No one. Yeah, that argument is complete fucking bullshit. I mean, I don't get any joy out of staring at a Delver that fucking takes me from 20 to 0 while every fucking spell I cast gets dazed. Fuck off. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's mind twist, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's been unrestricted in Vintage for a long, long time. Not to try to, not that it's apples and apples, but vintage is this format with you know Buku infinite fast mana, and it's largely unplayed in vintage. You know what I mean? Maybe they thought it was too much of a shakeup banning of top alone. Like maybe they were like, oh, we don't know what to do now, or let's let it breathe. Uh, which I disagree yeah, with. I think I agree. Yeah, you're probably right. They they don't want to do do uh, an unban and a ban. I we gotten used to the hostage exchange, I guess, and I uh, expected somebody to be let loose from the bank, but. We didn't get it. Yeah, Man, that that dragon black vice land tax deck is just tearing up <laughs> right now. Chugging along. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys want to talk about anything that gets good in the meadow, or would you rather just go into vintage? I, I think that uh, I think everyone's aware that elves and lands are going to have an uptick. I think rug is going to get a lot better. Blood moon decks do a lot better. The format is super greedy. We're going to have a lot of four-color shit boxes everywhere. 
Reanimator might get a little better. I think some of the fast combo decks might have an uptick as well. Turbo Depths might do a little better. Miracles was the toughest match for the yeah. fast-paced Turbo Depths deck. Uh, that, they, a lot of sideboard slots were dedicated uh, to fighting Miracles. So it, op- it takes away their worst match and offers more slots. And I'm sure the Dark Depths deck will have to be responding to Edicts in no time. Look out for yeah. submerged too. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, you use like blooming marshes instead of bayous. And, <laughs> oh God, you do, don't you? Yeah, and then uh, you use like uh, city of brass. Just fucking do it. It's like a hundred dollar land. You just <laughs> city of brass. Yeah, that's true. The only city of brass. So, uh, and then like for the edict effects, there's dryad fetch four uh, or crop rotate into. There's that really shitty puts a plant token into play, which Colony Garden. Yeah, Colony Garden. I, I don't think that's a good choice. Uh, I think Mish- that was, a, that was Mish- an Eric U special. Mishra's Factory is probably a good route. Those are all, I think, kind of for debate with that. Belcher might get a little better or might see a little uptick, but it's, I still think, I think we have a lot of counter magic still. Yeah. I mean, I've heard people say that, like, combo is going to come back up now and everything, but at the same time saying Delver is going to come back. And I'm like, doesn't Delver just smash the combo decks with Days, Stifle, Wasteland, plus a 3-2 on turn one? Yeah, I think that we're going to see a lot of Delver coming. Rug, uh, Blue-Red Delver, Four-Color, Leobold, True Name Nemesis dot deck. There'll be a, a big uptick in that. We'll see. What do you think, Sean, as far as... I think the Predators for Miracles stuff are, like... I was probably 80% against Miracles on uh, 95 when the player wasn't Brian Plattenberg. And, <laughs> like, uh, so any Chalice decks that Miracles, I mean, it was just a fucking blowout. Something like Metalworker, I always felt like I was conservatively 75, 80% favored with four caverns and four Chalices and a bunch of three balls. So if we're left with just net decked Abrupt Decay decks that don't take their Abrupt Decays out right away... <laughs> Uh, I think the chalice decks get get worse because they don't want to see they don't want to see Deathrite Shaman on the draw and they don't want to see Abrupt Decay. Like I'm owing a thousand against Jund, for example. Like I can never beat Jund with Metalworker, but um, and Shardless is always a tough matchup. So decks like Tesserator, Mud, uh, any of the chalice decks used to prey on Miracles probably take a little bit of a hit if the well, internet. Yeah, tw- yeah, twelve posts. Was always a good matchup, you know. It's hard harder to stare down a Delver. Waste, 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 waste. It's harder to harder to beat that than shop. So those decks might suffer if the internet shifts into Delver. Now, if the internet if the internet players who play Miracles just literally shift the cards into those same colors, they don't have they don't have the other dual lands. Let's say then the natural transition. Yeah, yeah, well, the natural transition is like to just put Stoneforge Mystics back in the deck. So. Before the Miracle me- Mechanic, the best blue-white control deck was Stoneblade. That was like the dominant control deck during the Mental Misstep era. Probably r- about the same deck. You're just going to put Stoneforges, Clicks, maybe True Names now, a couple pieces of equipment, and there you have it. kind of fear that. I, I, I like Miracles as a build. It, it was too powerful. But, I mean, like I can respect that sort of deck being in the format as an option. It's kind of what I'm anticipating right now. Kind of good stuff, mashups of Stoneblade and, you know, Counter Magic, Snapcaster, you know, et cetera. When all that stuff kind of rises up, like, True Name's kind of a difficult card to answer without some kind of narrow removal spells. But 
if I don't have to dedicate six to eight cards to beat Miracles, maybe I can play more Diabolic Edict to beat, like, True Name decks and beat Merit Lage and CPs and stuff like that. So maybe that's kind of a plus. Yeah, you know, maybe High Tide rises to the occasion. I know Feline Longmore announced that she's stepping back into the arena with High Tide. Uh, Land still may return. Uh, that would be cool. Maybe like a black-blue land still deck. And the one that I am not excited about, not necessarily worried about, but would be Omnitel, a deck that I personally hate a very large amount ever since Dig Through Time. Very resilient to Blood Moon, has the counter magic, doesn't care about creatures. Could be interesting. Omniscience. Omniscience. <laughs> Yeah, if it's fucking. I remember the last time I threw down my legacy cards and just refused to come. You back? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was dropping in and out there. We're good. We're we're back on. All right. Cool, cool. Go ahead, Omni Science, Sean. Well, I fucking hate that deck. I don't know if I can recreate the rage that uh <laughs> that came out of the cut uh, segment there. But yeah, I mean that deck. Absolutely drives me fucking bonkers because it, 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 to be honest, the difference between it and sneak and show without the dig through time is probably moot. I mean, it's, uh, I, I, it's, I guess it's harder to hate because I can't rely on my containment priest, but, um, yeah. I mean, if that deck sees an uptick, I just won't want to play Legacy anymore, really. I was on, I was watching some streams on MTGO and there was a fair amount of Omnitel. Uh, there's one guy who played Omnitel three times out of six. <laughs> what a miserable uh, fucking format. I'm packing four fucking O-rings. Oh, uh, they'll have the Cunning Wish in hand. They'll go get fucking Trickbind or form Firemind's Foreskin, find Trickbind, Impulse, and a fucking Bag of Dicks, and then or you're just going to throw flip the fucking table. I'm, I'm going to put O-ring in, and I'm going to nix their fucking Cunning Wish. <laughs> Nix? Nix Why does nobody play that card? Cause yeah, because it, it doesn't cost any mana to cast, right? No, like, isn't Nix... Does it, is it spell snare for zero, or does it say if they paid no mana? I think it's if they pay, if no mana was spent to cast a spell. Fucking Nix, hold on. I'm, yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, counter-target spell if no mana was spent to cast it. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Damn, does that mean I can get your basking root wallows with Nix? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> you can hit a Memnite. What a fisting. Is is uh, is Nyx textless if there's a Trinisphere in play? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I always like just dropping Trinisphere when they when they drop on a science. And then uh and then maybe you can deal with it on your turn. But I mean, they're still gonna try to cast their spell because they don't know how a three ball works. Yeah, they don't know how magic works, but it's like, you know, shoots and ladders for retarded magic players who can <laughs> have a show and tail and an omniscience in their hand and voila figure out how to win the game later. With Dig, it made it super easy. It'd be a shame if that uh, if Omnitel came back on the rise. I mean, we're kind of sheltered in our little igloo in Giga. I mean, we've hated out, like, Delver, Miracles, and Omnitel. I mean, our, our meta is basically 30% Pernicious Deed, 30, <laughs> 30, 30% Jund, like, 10% Shit Blade, and then, like, you know, half Chalice, you know? And then a tax rack player. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, rest in peace, Obamacare. I mean, like, there was an example of a cool deck that used top, right? Like, and it just sucks that that deck now 
sorry, I should say that constructing a deck built around land tax now becomes difficult because top was just seemed like it fit in that deck so perfectly. And that deck didn't feel overpowered. It'd be a fine deck to have around, but um, unfortunately, I believe um, the loss of top will kill Obamacare, which our Senate may kill Obamacare also. So maybe it's fitting. <laughs> For uh, Miracles replacements, does anybody actually think something like Soothsaying or anything's going to actually take a place? Uh, I don't think so. Seems bad. The better card, I think, is Portent, to be honest. So mm-hmm. if you can... It's like an instant cantrip, kind of. It's it's ponder, but you draw on the next turn. So it works pretty well with terminus. It obviously doesn't give you the fine green control the top does. But assuming you can get the terminus on your, it also doesn't let you float. You know, it's just when you when you portent, if there's a terminus in your top three, you can you can set it such that you can trigger a draw during your upkeep. But that would probably mean you'd have to play like no more than like two terminus. You couldn't play four terminus. You lose that control of. Like, they'd be able to edge out a creature. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to Terminus during their upkeep, and then at least they'd know to go to main phase and um, be able to cast their creature. Um, so, yeah, seems seems unlikely. And there's Miri's Guile, there's Portent, there's, like, yeah, there's Chase the Mind Sculptor, obviously, to get it out of your hand. There's Latinam's Legacy to shift the cards back into your library and unmulligan like a, a miracle heavy hand. But it's tough to not, you know, and the other thing there, there's like, there's like the knowledge part of top that was so powerful that you lose, not just the draw on their turn, manipulate on their turn. It's just, if, if, if you started the game with a ley line that said, you know what the top three cards of your library are, that would be pretty powerful, right? Like, and your opponent doesn't. Yeah. I'll try it this Thursday, but yeah. <laughs> You guys want to shift to uh, vintage restrictions? Sean, I, I know you're the big vintage player here. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, so I think I made my thoughts somewhat clear on the last pod about what I thought they should do. I, I was in favor of getting rid of the Phyrexian mana um, spells, so I guess I got like half of my wish. For the uninitiated, it was Gush, was restricted for the third time. And Gitaxian Probe now remains playable as a four of only in Legacy. It was uh, restricted. And uh, again, I think the play pattern criteria comes into play here. The play pattern of Gush is interesting. For about two years, Gush was a fringe player in the largest vintage tournaments in the world. So we're talking, you know, spring 2013. It really isn't until fall of 2014 where Gush is played really in anything other than combo decks. And those combo decks are, you know, held in place naturally by the, the Thorn decks. So you see things like uh, Bizarre of Moxon, Spring 2013. That's, you know, again, one of the largest paper vintage events on Earth. Gush has been unbanned for some time. Sorry, unrestricted for some time. And it's it's two of the top eight. It was in a, it was in a Doomsday deck, and it was in a Gush Tendrils. And then, you know... 2013, late 2013, the bug fish deck is destroying mud, and every now and then Gush will sneak in again as a storm deck with like Taurand, you know. Um, so that's that's sort of the the start uh, of its of its rise, but it really doesn't pick up full steam even even in spring of 2014. So now that's you know Gush has been unbanned for a long time. You have the biggest paper vintage events. Of the of their era, 214 player bizarre of Moxins. and the top eight has 
no gush. It's mud, and then the bug fish decks that are preying on the mud decks, crushing them with like main deck steel sabotages and spell pierces and mana leaks, not four mental missteps. And then the top two decks are Tesserator and Jace Control, and they go over the top of the bug decks, try to ignore their abrupt decays, and play big mana spells, big bombs like Tinker or Tesserit the Seeker, that kind of thing. And like, Gush is just not in any way, shape, or form warping the format. And then fall, or really summer 2014, the first tournament it was legal, I remember, was the Gen Con where I won the Antiquity Sheet. Pyromancer comes out. And, like, that's when the bottom starts to fall out because now the incentive for you to play the Phyrexian mana spells and free spells is, like, really incented when you can create a token out of it. So, like, the decks that were playing two mental missteps, maybe three, now are like, well... Mental misstep now reads, counter the other guy's mental misstep, or his bolt, or his misstep that misstepped, the misstep that misstepped, and I get tokens all while I'm jerking off on this giant misstep stack. And Gush also now generates a token, and you're incented now to, you can just play Gush for quote-unquote value. You know, you can get the cards, you're not trying to build a giant storm turn like you were in Gush Tendrils, or win the game like in Doomsday. Now you can just, you know, well, I haven't hit my third land drop. I can draw two cards for negative two mana and create a token. And so that's like fall 2014. And then the bottom just fucking falls out and the stew starts to boil. And then Delve comes. Well, first Dak Faden comes. Now I'm super incented to gush because I can chuck the lands that I, that I bounce back. And then the Delve spells just crack the whole motherfucker wide open and the homogeny and that whole blue shitbox of like 16 free spells starts to come together and you get like treasure cruise delver the one that the finished champs that was won by del red uh, blue red delver and then in just never at that point then mentor just takes it over the top to it you know pyromancer used to take two or three turns to kill mentor takes a turn and a half to kill i never felt like i felt like everything else that came along after was the real problem because we had a good long period of time where Gush was essentially a storm card. It was played a little bit in actual Rug Delver, like with fucking Tarmogoyfs, but the you know, deck wasn't dominant. And um, I think I think there's a lot of ways to hate Gush out. It's very hard to hate a card with such a low opportunity cost like Mental Misstep or Probe. You can fight Gush on a lot of axes, first and foremost being the Thorn effects, right? You pick up two of your lands with a sphere out, good luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the, the Phyrexian mana stuff, the opportunity cost of running it is so low, and the benefit with the token generators and all the delve spells, mental misstep is often make a token and plus one mana and counter your spell, because I'm going to treasure cruise the next turn or dig, is so awful, in my opinion. And, the, and then the play pattern. The play pattern of just, I had more missteps, is miserable. And then the, the thing for me, too, is, is, again, constraining deck building. Like, mental misstep constrains your ability to play sorcery speed, one mana spells. It's You're wasting your time. Uh, unless you're playing your own mental missteps. And then you've got your 56-card format, which is the whole reason it's banned in Modern, and the reason it's banned in Legacy, is that the play pattern is miserable, and it reduces the deck-building space. And I wish they would have gotten misstep. In the context of Vintage and Mentor specifically, misstep makes Mentor so comically easy to protect against the most efficient removal spells ever printed. You just resolve the mentor. I've already probed you maybe beforehand, and I know you have one swords, and I have two missteps, and there's the game. So I think they got a half right, and um, but I would have preferred Phyrexian mana, which they've already admitted was probably a mistake, 
get rid of Phyrexian mana, see what happens. If Mentor is still dominating sort of in its current form, then maybe Gush or Mentor needs to go, but um, I would have preferred Misstep. I think the play pattern sucks. It's miserable. It's boring. And the other thing that they cited, which was I've never seen this before in a banner restricted list, they cite this restriction of Gitaxian Probe will will lessen the impact of Workshop Deck's various sphere effects, quote-unquote, opening up the metagame. Well, if that was true, the card you should have restricted was Mental Misstep because that card has no text against Workshops, and you would force them to maybe play Spell, think about playing Spell Pierce, Spell Snare, you know, counter spells that actually have text against Shops. So I think it was strange that the last sentence says that you know, by, by restricting Gush, you make their workshop matchup stronger. I guess that's sort of true. But if that was uh, a goal, then Misstep certainly should have been looked at very strongly. And again, Phyrexian Mana, total fucking mistake. So, so sorry, I, uh, I actually didn't read. I haven't read the BNR. I just kind of know what happened. So basically they're saying that they're taking out the Probe and the Gush, which is supposed to weaken shops because you aren't gonna what play those cards or yeah so the exact text is here let me read it through from the beginning i'll just read the whole thing in vintage the metagame has come down come to a bit of a standstill as monastery menar decks face down their main predator workshop decks the primary and really they should say thorn decks there the primary issue seems to resolve around the prevalence of free draw spells for the mentor deck that let it churn through its library for no mana so we're talking about the free spells right uh, of which decks were playing up to 16. Gush, Misstep, Probe, and Force of Will. 16 free spells, uh, while creating an abundance of tokens. We believe by removing these free draw spells and the perfect information that comes with Gitaxian Probe, we will significantly weaken Monastery Mentor-based strategies. Full stop. Hopefully the move away from, quote in quotes, free spells in the Mentor decks will lessen the impact of the Workshop deck's various Sphere of Resistance effects opening up the metagame. So they're saying these free spells are bad against shops. Therefore, if we remove them, they're, they, the mentor deck will perform better against shops or provide some wiggle room in the middle for other yeah, decks to flourish. Maybe, yeah, maybe like they're I, less incentivized to play the mentor deck so they're more likely to play something that beats shops, I guess, maybe? Right, so the argument would be now that Chalice is restricted or has been for some time, that a big mana blue deck with a full expanse of Moxes and Soul Ring, Mana Crypt, Mana Vault, like let's say Tezzerator, would or have has bombs like Tinker. You know, you'd be incented to play those decks because you you could keep up with Gush, and those decks are naturally positioned to beat on, have a better game anyway against Workshops, especially in a post for Chalice world where you can play the full expanse of Moxes. I've seen that argument made. Like, Gush, yeah, you know, no one wants to play any of these other blue draw spells because Gush exists. So, it's a valid argument. Whether it uh, bears itself out is remains to be seen. I also just didn't think they'd get Gush because it's been restricted twice. It's like, uh, makes them look a little foolish. And again, I would have liked to have seen Gush stretch its legs without the Phyrexian mana crutches. And then you just, if it's still just dominating, then so be it. But I don't think it solves the mentor issue because you still have paradoxical outcome and you still have all of these ways to make mentor insane, you know, without gush. So I guess we'll see. It remains to be seen. So I wonder with them protecting misstep so hard, if they they must really believe that misstep is somehow 
maybe not the glue to the format, but it's keeping the format from being overrun by something. I don't even know what possibly it could be, but I, that's the only thing I can imagine why they wouldn't get rid of Misstep in that case. I mean, I, you could make an argument that Misstep keeps something like Dark Ritual Storm in check. I think that you've you've knocked a chair out of or knocked a leg out of that chair by taking away Probe, which was an insanely good card in Storm, like insanely good. I mean, you know, you've played plenty of Legacy Storm. How insane is Gataxian Probe? It's just, I mean, yeah, when you especially when you have a top deck tutor into Probe, it's just a demonic tutor at that point. You get to play a bunch of them. Yeah, and you absolutely know what to get because you have perfect information. You know, and Cabal Therapy, and all you know, and Storm, and Mana for Delve. I mean, so they kicked the leg out of the the Storm Chair by taking away Probe. Probe was also a really easy way to get Spell Mastery for the five mana tutor, and mm-hmm. now that's that's kind of gone away. So, it, you know, Misstep is a great weapon against Dark Ritual Storm, obviously. But since Phyrexian Mana, I mean, we we also have the trap. We have like Mind Break Trap. We have White Wayline. We have you know, Aegis of the Gods, they have like a lot of anti-storm cards. And then, of course, their natural predator, all the sphere decks, which just crush them no matter what. So, to think that blue doesn't have blue, blue-white, blue, blue-red, blue-red-black, don't have tools to fight against storm, eh, I don't think you need misstep to fight against storm. There are plenty of great great counterspells. Uh, Mind Break Trap, Fluster Storm, like we have Fluster Storm now. Even Discard, like, would be good without a misstep. Yeah, yeah, you you could actually resolve. You could actually resolve uh, fucking thought seize for the first time in three years. Yeah, I'd like to see Misstep get banned. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, show up with like in overalls and play dredge until they ban Misstep or until they restrict Misstep. That's that's the plan right now. I'm gonna make some people cry. You know, Rascal bought in. Uh, Doctor Flats bought in dredge too. So there's gonna be a lot of dredge this Friday. It's gonna be. Oh my god. Uh, I'm bringing dredge too. We got. We're gonna have like at least four. <laughs> Three or four dredge decks just burning. We'll get so mad when they lose to dredge. And between like white ley line and black ley line, you can make a bitch and opalescence deck in vintage. Yeah, uh, John Malkovich brought uh, ley lines the last couple weeks at Legacy when I when I went. He was jamming. Uh, he got it a couple of times. I saw he had the opening opalescence and just pounded somebody. <laughs> that deck's the best. You ever played ley lines before? Uh, I, I want to say that I put it together and loaned it out at Super Games, but I don't remember who I loaned it to. Probably was Casey, actually. It's that long ago. Yeah, we, we put it together after the, the what do you call it, the uh, the quote-unquote new ley lines came out, the the ones from, what were those in? M10, M11. M11. Okay, yeah, yeah, makes sense. I want to say I brought it when maybe, maybe Misstep was legal. I remember playing. I think I played missteps in it because it's like impossible to resolve uh, crop rotation. If you build God. it this week, I will play it. What a sick fucking card! Like to be able to play with in vintage. Like fuck mental misstep. I want to play crop rotation. You know, you assholes. That's man. I want to play some dark depths in vintage. Like fuck yeah! I want to play dryad militant. Fuck you! Like get rid of that fucking card. It's so miserable. If you build leylines this week, Sean, I will play it. Oh, dude, I have my buys. I'm going to play some absolute pile of shit. Oh, I promised to play Bad Miracles, right? Yeah, all right. Wait, you need. You should play and try to get points. You should play a real deck. Oh, yeah, I guess. Eh, oh, well. What, what are you guys thinking about playing now with the Legacy Band? You know, I know, Sean, you play different decks every week. So you said Miracles. <laughs> pretty, pretty great. I mean, Sean's yeah. going to play these shitty decks regardless, but... <laughs> what about you, Josh? Do you have anything in mind that 
any any interesting brews that you can kind of lean towards now or you feel the freedom i mean i still enjoy like shitty you know junk style decks and stuff but i think uh papa mike gave me some his extra set of tarmogoyfs for my birthday so uh i'm gonna go build natural order rug yeah i mean it's it's probably terrible in a world because last time it was good was when misstep was legal but Without Terminus, maybe main board just natural ordering for Progenitus is good again. What about Shard Phoenix? It costs five mana, and uh, that's about all I know about that card. <laughs> it's a 2-2 two -two that flies. <laughs> that's the last time I played Rug. I played Intuition Rug with Punishing Fires and Shard Phoenix. That was pretty sick. I beat the ever-living shit out of Cousin Anthony with it. You need to chain your Intuition into three Demigod of Revenge and then Urborg them. Hey, you know what shitty decks we could play at a real event is uh, Veteran Explorer. So I like, think great now, actually. Yeah, yeah. No terminus and like less plow. Like if your shitty fucking internet Delver deck is just a bunch of abrupt decays and bolts and fatal pushes, dude, never in a million years beat it. And no, I mean rug, rug rug has a shot because it can stifle. Like stifle's pretty good against uh, Explorer Rock, but if you don't have stifle for the veteran Explorer deck, you just get fucking pounded. And I'm looking at these four color shitbox decks; they have no basics. Like you're just free rolling veteran explorers out yep. the ass. Yep, format super greedy, a good blocker. That's the main reason why I didn't bring up Explorer Rock in the the top bannings, like how it affected all the decks, because I feel like Veteran Explorer at least has some room to do some stuff now. Yeah, I just play Ancestral and it's fine. Yeah, dude. So maybe for Vegas, uh, I'll start uh, start brewing. Start brewing. Brewing. <laughs> brewing. brewing. And you don't, I mean, I, I used to play top and Explorer Rock too sometimes, but there's plenty of tools you can play oath of pissa you can play painful truce you can play isn't there a there's like a blue one that's like two mana sack of permanent draw two cards can't remember there's diabolic edict which i've played in explorer rock before which is pretty sick because it's it sacks your explorer's cost and then oh intent oh sorry my bad edict yes yeah, uh diabolic intent yeah 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 and then you get two lands and then you go get something you can cast like a siege rhino and then you just ram it up their ass yeah, yeah. The blue versions you play like Perilous, uh, I think it's Perilous Research. Two mana, sack a creature, draw two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue, the blue versions I've played have had all kinds of shitty cards in them, like uh, Glenelanja Archmages and Sweet. and like garbage. Yeah. Silumgar. Yeah, yeah, I played Silumgar. That guy's a fucking house. I think he may be just doing a black-green post list with uh, Veteran Explorer in that. Or possibly bug, just getting that hand information. And how about Grizzly Salvage in that black green post day? Isn't that like an a g impulse for lands and dudes? Yeah, that dig digs well, pretty deep, and it's an instant. Well, and there's well, the reason why I think you can go like two colors or well, three colors more so now is they made this new land. I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's crystalline something, but it's indestructible land, and tap five mana. And, and tap the card, and you get five mana of any combination of colors. Wait, you get you get Fist of Suns, basically? Domain? Bullish and Victory? You get all one of each mana, or just five of any in any combination? Five of any combination. Oh, okay, 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 wow. And, yeah, and the Indestructibles. And, what know. about Coalition Victory? <laughs> you win the game if you control a land of each basic land type and a creature of each color. So you need, uh, what's the two-mana Prismatic Omen? You need that. Yeah, you need P-Omen. And uh, that courier that's like all colors. I forget it. Phantasmal terrain. <laughs> yeah, you need oh, many phantasmal yeah. terrain. <laughs> or there's some shitty courier. Trans guild courier. 3-3 three, three for 4 mana. He's a hill giant. Trans guild courier is all colors. 
Is that from Ravnica Block? Yeah, yeah. It's from Dissension. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing it from the draft. Abrupt decay of this, fuckface. What about Merfolk? Hold on. I'm, I, I searched on Courier and I got Title Courier, one of my favorite Merfolk ever. Merfolk uh, doesn't get Terminus anymore. Yeah, I was thinking Merfolk. There was Bob Huang wrote an article on the ban update, the DRS sort of controversy, but he mentioned that Mer- Merfolk would get worse in his bullet points, and I was thinking that it might get a little better, actually. Merfolk uh, I mean, rapes shitty mana bases and has four true names. Like, that seems fine. Yeah, I guess the argument is, like, Merfolk had... I don't know. I mean, they had Vile and Chalice, so I guess they were favored against Miracles, maybe? I don't really know. Uh, I never played... Playing those two cards together without Brainstorm is asking a lot. I mean, what are you supposed to just draw them in the correct order or, like, lick them so that they end up in your library in the correct order? What's more of a threat to, like, you know, Bugless or Four Color or whatever Delver, like a DNT deck or a Merfolk deck, do you think? Bunch of fucking true names. Yeah, Island Walkers. Yeah, I uh, true. Yeah, Island Island Walking true. Whatever true name is fucking doesn't interact. They don't interact any at all with that card. They just get run over. Yeah. All the while getting the shit wasted out of them. Focusing on counter magic, I think with Merfolk would probably be a good route. Being able to fight like combo, I think might be. You can you can tweak it. You know, you're in blue. You have curse catchers. You have you can play force will. You can play days. You can play. Cluster storms, mind break traps, everything. Like you can tweak a Merfolk sideboard to crush combo. Plus, if you're not playing Aether Vials and you're just playing like aggro Merfolk with chalices, let's say, instead of Aether Vials, you can play like fucking Null Rods and just yeah. crush people. And then resolve Title Courier and just draw four Merfolk. Yeah, even just like some number of V clicks is probably fine in the deck too. The old adage was that like a red deck always beat Merfolk because you just bolted their lords or you. You just had red blasts and bolts, but like, I still think that's somewhat true. But we haven't seen a lot of lightning bolt lately, right? Maybe that—that's what changes. If there's more bolts, then uh, because people put their abrupt decays away, because there's no counterbalance, therefore, 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 and there's some cascading effect, and and bolt becomes more more uh, prevalent. Bolt and Tarmogoyf were both hard to deal with. Island walk aside, for Merfolk. Yeah, I think it's a uh, like you were saying with like the kind of no less decay, more bolts, like. I think it's actually going to be pretty tough to say what's going to happen. I think all the people that are saying the format's going to devolve into combo or mid-range or whatever is going to... I think it's like it's really difficult to say what's going to happen now. Right. Like like Sean said, there's a lot of therefore, therefore, therefore. I think know? most people will just wait for BVP to tell them what to play. And then when he goes to Vegas and wins with some fucking Brainstorm deck, they'll all just play that. That's one of the, the sicknesses of Legacy. Media control over everyone's heads on what's good and what's bad. Yeah. People might yeah. just revert back to just like all those shit blade decks. You know, because like playing a Deathrite Shaman on your opening turn is still probably the best thing you can be doing in Legacy if you're not winning the game or playing a top, I guess, anymore. You know, that's the blue decks, you know, those shit three, four color decks. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's like Langston said, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's basically the, the person that was like, Top got banned. I guess it's time to sell my moat. Like, all the people that are panicking and stuff. How about Moat Stompy? I mean, that was another deck that had Miracles. <laughs> miracles that was a favorable matchup, so to see Miracles go is bad, because Suppression Field just took Miracles, bent them over, and shoved a Fire Hydrant up their ass. My perspective on that deck was always just like, who cares? This deck is bad. I play Armageddon, Chalice, and Suppression Field. Yeah, but your decks, your decks couldn't beat the Bug deck with Decays, right? Yeah, it can never beat Jund. 
I guess that was that was always the issue. Was like you can beat miracles if you really really want to, but then you can't beat anything else. I don't know. Yeah, I lose to Jund a lot. I seem to lose to elves no matter what I have in my deck. Like, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm gonna pack some Linvalas in my Maverick sideboard probably. You think uh, Maverick and those sort of mid range decks will rise, Josh? Um, I think they're gonna be good again. But if if the elves are really gonna be played a lot, which I think one barrier is that people aren't gonna just want to buy four cradles and go play the deck. So it might mm. come back in popularity, but it's not gonna be omnipresent or anything. So if I, I think the decks are probably fine, I don't think they were ever really terrible. I was just really after four years of playing its miracles, I just kind of got tired of trying. Yeah, you were caked in salt the last, like, four or five months. Just literally caked in. <laughs> yeah, the only time I top-aided uh, the, both both the quarterlies, I just dodged Miracles, so. Yeah. Play a real deck. I could play a real deck, so, you know. Maverick still Giant Soul Giant Soul you. I didn't even know Maverick was a thing. Ha 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 I had so many people, and I'm like, make turn two Night of the Royal Aquarii, turn three put a sword on my knight and stuff, and people are like, man, I have no idea. I've never seen what you're doing. I have no idea what your deck's doing. Like, <laughs> Is that passing, a thing? Passing <laughs> shitty green creatures and beating you with them. What the fuck do you... Like, I don't know how to sideboard against this. Like, goddamn. Yeah, some of the zygotes that, like, came in the last two or three years, they just... Some of the stuff they say makes me scratch my fucking head. I Somebody showed up with a pox deck without wastelands, and he owns them, and I'm like... <laughs> What are you doing? He's like, oh, yeah, I've never seen Pox before. I was like, yeah, you may want to put Wasteland in that deck. Uh, Doesn't have for black, man. Uh, that's fair, but maybe I'll bring Pox. I love Pox. Yeah, but I feel like that had a positive matchup against Miracles. I guess you could get locked out uh, by Counterbalance, unless you're playing white or green. wasn't an effective way to remove it. Yeah, maybe. if they like force your first sinkhole and then Counterbalance you, and then you can't cast anything. Maybe I'll just get a fifth of Grey Goose, go to Vegas, and play Pox. <laughs> that's a good way ensuring that you uh, have enough time to go shoot <laughs> no the real question is do I have enough time to like grow some kind of like grizzly lice infested beard so that people will put me on pox when I sit down ac- uh, when I sit down across from them in a cradle of filth shirt and a fucking scraggly beard Tales. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else is on the agenda? What do we, we talk about? Uh, the homogeneity of of Magic: The Gathering. We're talking about the uh, I guess with Merfolk. Just to back on that a little bit, they are doing a tribal commander set. I think it's tribal something, but four decks. They said interesting and powerful. God, they're, they're very generic terms to describe <sighs> it. So. I hope fucking zombies finally gets a two mana lord. Yeah, I mean. I'm on the. I'm predicting since it's iconic and everything, they'll do like elves, zombies, merfish, and goblins, and those will be the four. But maybe they'll do something else. I mean, elves gets fucking everything. Yeah. Elves and merfolk literally get everything. I mean, elves really elves. get everything. Yeah, mer- elves. <laughs> elves. I mean, every time I've got a way to completely lock elves out of the game, they print some new fucking piece of shit that like gets around whatever. Six Rex Sage. Yeah, yeah, like nine piece. No, dude, I had Guardian Beast. Like, I've got some <laughs> six six piece Rube Goldberg contraption that they can't that they cannot defeat with Decay and Rex Sage. You know, well, and they just death right you. Well, yeah, and then I've got like you know death right revokered or whatever. Or like, and then they they beat me with the new Drain guy. Like, fuck you. <laughs> 
the whatever the fuck it is, Shaman of the Pack. That was uh, at a at a Star City. What's his name from Tennessee? I was like, I had him Guardian Beast. Oh, James Hess. Couldn't kill me with Death Right. Found that guy and like jerked it off with the fucking uh, wirewood a few times. It's so fucking miserable. Can you imagine a, a zombie? Give me like a zombie when he enters play. Target player loses two life for each zombie you control, and in your graveyard. Just the ultimate fuck you. Yeah, all opponents. Don't even target. I don't even want Leyline to, to get around it. You have to beat me with Torpor Orb. I can't hey. think of a zombie that they could possibly print at this point that they haven't already made. If they just did a time shifted Lord of Atlantis, they'd be fine. If they just made, you know, zombie Lord, shifted. Yeah, Lord of Herborg, and he's just he's just black black. Other uh, other zombies get plus one plus one and Swamp Walk. End of story, right? That I would. They'd be sick. It'd be fucking amazing. I mean, it'd probably be bad. I'll still, say but... it'd be bad. Yeah, right. It would be fucking <laughs> terrible. I mean, but it'd be sweet. Like you could play Urborg and fucking run all over them. Like, oh yeah, with Urborg, that would be awesome. Yeah, but it'd be better. It'd be bad and awesome. Like it'd be terrible, Uh-oh. but it'd be sweet. Gravecrawler take over the format. Josh Husted be so proud. I feel bad. We lost Josh Husted because of like. Terminus. Death and Death Knight or Death Right. Maybe he'll come back now. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring his deck in his honor this week. I'll be riding on Black Knights. Oh, that's sick. So yeah. I think Steel Moon's better, but yeah. Dude, I'd I love like, Steel Moon, but I'd like to see Slivers. I mean, I think there's there's a chance of Slivers because I know that it sells really well with casual players. But they did an entire Sliver deck. I also but, can't imagine what they could make at this point that they haven't already done. They did a sliver precon that was literally 60 foil slivers. Yeah, they'll probably skip that then. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I think the queen is on reserve list. Is uh, that right? Yes. How much yeah, is... Yeah, queen is on 35, 40 probably. Sliver queen. Dude, Evan, if you ever need to borrow the queen, let me know. I got a fucking sick-ass yeah. queen. She's 35 or 40 last I saw. God, I love sliver queen. That art is so fucking sick. She's just like pay two poop out of sliver, right? Yeah, pay two make a color of sliver. Did you know that in German slivers are called Remasori? They're all called they're all called Remasori for some reason. It's bizarre. They just like made up another term for it. I think so, because like if you try to translate the word Remasori, it doesn't like mean anything. Huh. Maybe maybe we have uh, any German listeners they can help us. Julian listens to our cast. Maybe he can help us out. I was thinking more of Richard Lessman and Tomas, but sure. <laughs> Tomas. Hey, so I a preview for the next episode. I heard you you might get um, Danny Friedman on and talk about his NoobCon experience. Yep, we talk about NoobCon, his experience, ninety three, ninety four, some sick brews. Lord yeah, it, that'll be sick. Is that the dude that was at the Germantown place with us with that balling ass Lord of the Pit jacket? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, at uh, Eiderdown. Yeah, be sick. Oh, hey, the uh, other news. They announced the site for 2017 Eternal Weekend. Drum roll. The place you want to be. Everyone wants to go there. Men, men want to be him. Women want him. Pittsburgh. What Pittsburgh. the fuck? Woo! <laughs> Steel <laughs> City, baby. Steel I'm City. Really? Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm excited. I mean, I'm go- I'll go if it was in, you know, Akron. But, like, I'm not the one you're trying to get to go, you know? Like, I'm going to go every year. Right. That's fair. I'm going to try to get try to get Keaton a Megabus up with me. We can have a real-life experience. Yeah, getting up there for a dollar is good value. It's where you want to be. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, I got to drop off. 
I got like 6,000 cards in front of me here. I gotta, I'm got i going to break everything, break it all down. I'll bring some savage pile of shit on Thursday. So, or several, several piles of shit, actually. I'm inspired here. I look forward to it. All right. If you bring multiple, I'll borrow a savage pile of shit. All right, I'll take two giant shits. <laughs> uh, that card... Uh- that card from earlier is that that's an indestructible land. It's called Cascading Cataracts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We skipped the skipped the almond almond cats preview. I guess I, I just don't have it in me to do a set review. If you guys want to do one, I no, I skip this set. I'm just gonna jump to some ninety three, ninety four for the next episode. Go back to Legacy once the meta kind of shakes out. I bought a bunch of the cards. Like I bought everything I think I'll play, which is pretty broad. And then I got two boxes. I, actually, they shipped yesterday. I'll probably get my Almond Cat boxes by Legacy, but I can't play them, right? It's legal Friday, right? Yeah. Right. So that's fucking weird. I can play it in Vintage, but I can't play it in Legacy. Weird. Mentor it up. Get harsh. Dude. And Well, then I ordered some stuff from my Russian sources. Like, I ordered, like, Harsh Mentors, I guess, which won't have much text anymore now that top's gone. And I ordered a couple. Of, Dude, that, that Nissa is fucking sick. Yeah, I like her. I wanted her for 12 posts before the top ban. Fuck yeah, dude. She She's pretty sick. So I got her, and then I got um, a few other cards. I thought the green god was kind of cool. Being able to green sun for that guy seems pretty sweet. Like, give a Knight of the Reliquary trample. Yeah, in a, in a world without Swords, Splashers, and Terminus, too, he probably gets a lot better, actually. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was kind of sick. And there was some other fucking turd pie I bought. Hold on, we'll, we'll do a very condensed fucking set review here. The white cast out, the flash O-ring with cycling's good. Yes. Yeah, I grabbed four of those. I'll probably get four of those in my boxes, but um, that card is good for a really terrible deck in Enchantress. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got I got as foretold. I mean, I got four of those. That card is retarded. I think that that card... So if, if, if the prediction of Abrupt Decay, like, maybe declines to two ups or something in some of these decks, that card gets dumb fast. And even with, the, if, even with Abrupt Decay... I mean, you have priority. I, I'm pretty sure you can just cast something. They can't do anything about it. Like you're gonna get one shot at cheesing them with it. You know. Yeah, and I mean, it says any spell. I always thought it said non-creature, but it's actually just any spell. That card to me seems dumb. It's it's a dumb combo card. I own four visions and f- some number of restore balances. So, and I own like nine of the Wheel of Fortune. So, worst case, maybe make some janky Wheel of Fortune deck out of it. Anyway, I, mean, I I love wheel effects, so I'm down. That fucking Gideon is like a million dollars. Standard, Dom- I guess. Oh, he'll just dominate standard. Okay. Well, hopefully I'll pull the fucking snake bird uh, orgy Horus Egyptian Naga cleric thing. I I wanted that too, but it was kind of expensive to pre-buy. Hopefully I'll get one out of my boxes. It's a mythic. It's like you can it's field of dreams, or maybe I mean, it's only you can look at the top of your library, and you can cast the top card of your library if it's a creature card. And then you can spend mana of any color to cast creature spells. Like Yeah, yeah. That guy's sweet. I I was saying people are talking about him in like the veteran explorer decks, and I'm like, eh, he's kinda bad. Like you just put a dude on, they both get terminus, but now they don't, I guess. Yeah, and he's an, another really cool thing about him is that he's can he produces one of the most annoying game states in magic. So the only other card that used to let you do this was the uh, Sphinx of Dwar Isle. Which is, you may look at the top card of your library, and then in parentheses, you may do this at any time. So anytime you have priority, you can just dick around with this thing and look at the top card of your library. And so, like, somebody can fetch, and you can go, hold on. And you can look at the top card of your library. And, like, they cast a spell, 
You can see you can look at the top of your library. And then you can look 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 And it just drives people fucking crazy. Anyway, hopefully I'll get one of those out of my box too. But we'll see. Yeah, the Green God seems pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I thought Green God, again, being able to tutor form is a big deal, but like he's a he's a motherfucker. Like I understand he can't attack or block, but even if he was just like a like the old gods that weren't dudes, he's pretty tough to deal with. You basically have to plow him. You can't decay him. You can't bolt him. And you get a Thrag Tusk out yeah. there, and then he's ready to go. It helps your fucking knight finally beat a goddamn true name. He makes your Thrag Tusk a 7-3 Trample. Is he only power, or is he toughness too? He, he gives plus 2, plus 0, oh, and they gain Trample. Okay, yeah. The the old Green God gave 2-2 two, two Trample, I believe. Uh, oh, man, that omelet was good. All right. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> cool. See you Thursday. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Evan? I mean, a lot of the detailed miracles chatter was for Brian. We touched on pretty much everything that we kind of know about, or, you know, our our, val- our perspective might be valued on. So We can sit here and say that the Blade decks are going to come back, but as not control players, we don't really know, I guess, right? Nobody knows right now. Like, we're just kind of at a spot where things have to kind of flesh out, like the food chain or, you know, like the how all the dots are going to connect at the end. Hopefully we'll do a catch-up episode here in a month or so once we got some sort of results or something to look at and see where Legacy is actually at. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting to see how it shakes out. So that's really, at this point, it's kind of a waiting game. So. All right, cool. Well, thanks for jumping on the cast. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, we'll do a catch-up episode soon and uh, see where everything's at. All right, sounds good, man. I'll catch you Thursday then. All right, cool, man. See you then. See you. Covered it in sriracha. Rest in peace. Yummy tusk. You know that boy carried a bottle of sriracha around in his magic backpack for all of Gen Con? Like where you would put your water bottle, you know? He just put a, bo- <laughs> he just put a bottle of sriracha. <laughs> we showed up at like the pizza place at like 1.30 in the morning. I was like, I didn't notice it. And I was like, yeah, his pizza's kind of shitty. And I wish I had some sriracha. And he was just like, slams it on the table. <laughs> I was like, well, that's fucking amazing. <laughs>
burn.